Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We were talking yesterday to Shannon from Kinsale, who was talking about the demise of the clubs. There are no clubs anymore. There are no places to go. Uh, the Bacchus in Kinsale, she was talking about the White Lady in Kinsale, and we're looking at the names that are gone from the city. Cubans, Reds, the Globe, the Half Moon, Chandra's, Think Back, Think Back, Coco's, Bogart's, think of them all. They're all gone. They were all, and great, they were all fab. Zoe's, Norma Jean's, they were just fabulous places. And each one had a character of its own. It had a music style of its own. It had a culture of its own. It had a regular crowd of its own. And they're all gone. Great to see one of them that became a big hit in the earlier part of the noughties was Electric Dreams. It used to happen in the PAV once a month, not the PAV, the Savoy, sorry, once a month. And I DJed at Electric Dreams a few times and it was always just great fun. One of the men behind it was Colm Lockheed. And I know you're coming back into the PAV this weekend, Colm, we'll talk about that in a minute. But what, what, what did... You you grew Electric Dreams in the Savoy from an idea into a, into an institution. Good morning. Hi, yeah. How's it going, PJ? Very good. It grew from an idea into an institution. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Look, we were. I was. I was a DJ uh, from two thousand, and <laughs> when I started out, and I was working every night, and I eventually convinced one of the fellas that ran the Savoy to let us run a nightclub. Uh, the 80s night, we said we'd do it once a month on the first Friday, and the first one had 260 people 15 years ago on the balcony in the Savoy. And within three months, we had uh, a queue out the door, and we were telling, sending people away at 1,300 people uh, inside each week for nearly four years solid, uh, even after going through different managements and different uh, ownerships of the actual Savoy nightclub itself. It, it stayed, and it, it was always part and parcel of the Savoy's, uh, I suppose, schedule. Yeah. What happened to the old clubs? Everyone had their character, Column. Everyone was different. They had their, their clientele, their music style, their own uh, little I, community. 
a pitch, it, it, I suppose there's two or three reasons why clubs close down. It, it, number one, people don't go there anymore. And number two, it gets too expensive to run. Yeah. Uh, and, and I suppose costs like that are, you know, insurance, security, uh, and, and, and not just insurance, but insurance claims. I know a lot of the, the larger clubs, especially the, the clubs that would have, you know, or, or institutions and uh, companies that would have more than one or two establishments would nearly be in, in court monthly. Uh, and they wouldn't be there themselves. They'd have representation just going in and uh, dealing with the claims against, you know, someone falling, someone uh, tripping, someone saying that they fell or tripped, you know, yeah. allegations, some of them, some of them are true. You know, you never know as well. But uh, they, those things have always factored into it. I, strangely enough, I didn't hear the segments you're talking about yesterday that's after kind of sparking this. But I was recently in Kinsale myself, and we were actually saying to ourselves, like, Kinsale in the noughties was like New York in the in the 80s. It was just, there was, you couldn't believe that there was that many nightclubs and Hopping. bars down there. Hopping. I was, saying, like, I was saying to, to Shannon, just, my, it, my diary would have been full at this time of the year and half it would have been concealed. Yeah, I mean, we, we worked in Hamlet ourselves and we worked, uh, we didn't actually work with the White Lady, but I would have went down there a lot myself. And we worked with the, the Shannon Key, which was a nightclub yeah. inside one of the pubs down there. And we, I would have said DJs down there myself. My brother played inside there too. Um, so, I mean, I, we had a lot of work done in Kinsale and especially with the Sevens and stuff as well. I think right. the place was hopping. But... Like, we were down there recently and we were in the Greyhound pub which is a, my favourite pub down there and yeah. uh, and it got to half twelve and that was it, it was there was it. nothing there, there. Was, there was nowhere else to go to and it was Friday night and we were we were pumped up ready to go and have another one or two drinks <laughs> and if, if the Greyhound had stayed up till four o'clock in the morning we would have sat by the fire and chatted away until that point but no yeah. nothing you, you remind us of another one here that I, I, I'd forgotten about uh, Freak Scene that was a great yeah. night yeah, and I, I only live down the road from John, and he, he hasn't brought it back or anything like that. I think he's kind of done with it now, but I, we, I, I was talking with Fergal off air before I came on, and he was asking me about kind of memories that I have of old places and stuff like that. And I suppose Henry's is one of those places that pops up in, in people's minds. But I've always said that club nights work because of a couple of different factors. It's not just the music, it's not just the people, it's not just the venue, it's not just the people who ran it. It, it, it kind of, all those factors come together. Sometimes they all come together in perfect harmony, and other times it's one or two of those things that make the night. Sometimes it's people, I always believe that Electric Dreams was the people, us running it, the people coming in, mm. knew exactly what they were expecting. Yeah. And the same came for Freak Scene. Um, and I suppose when it was at, some, I suppose I always think people look back nostalgically in some places like uh, Sir Henry, but if they were to go in there these days, to see what it looked like back then in 1994, they'd have given it a one out of five star review just for the most oh, of it. Oh, jeez, Colin, you'd have but, gone in and said, "What the hell? We came in here to yeah, this barn." <laughs> it was a perfect mix of everything coming together in in, in beautiful harmony uh, yeah. to, to make things like that, like freak scene and jam and things like that. Fabulous, um, all work and and freak scene was amazing, and it and it was able to move. The night itself was able to go beyond right. uh, Henry's. It went down to Brogue and, and, and uh, the Gorby's and it went to uh, the Savoy and it was it was huge success because it was the people and they understood the atmosphere, they understood the music and the people yeah. who were running it understood what the people wanted. Like so, There's one, there's one uh, great spot at the moment bringing back memories to all of us and, and that's and that's pop scene. That's doing, doing really well where Delacey House used to be. Talk to me briefly about the PAV though. You're, you're bringing back Electric Dreams for having a go off it. Yeah, well, I, you know what? Look, it's, it's a once-off. It's fifth. Uh, you never know. I, I always say it's a once-off, and then I end up doing sixty-five of them in a tour. I know. I know, country, like, I know uh, I with know. Electric Dreams, we played every everywhere. We went to Dublin, and we we brought acts over like Cindy Lauper and Go West, and and, and we, we. That's what I'm trying to trying to remember. That fifteen years ago, we set up something, and 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 people really got behind it and loved it. 
And I said, you know what? Uh, the, the, the lads in the pub got on to us and they said, look, we're looking to run some really cool events. Uh, we're not looking to kind of fleece people. We'll do it for free. We'll give, you a, we'll give you a fee. Would you be interested in bringing it back? And I was like, yes. And it just so coincided with the exact 15th anniversary of the day we started Electric Dreams. Really? I think on the day is exactly 15 years to the first Electric Dreams inside on that balcony inside in the small. So wow. it's it, it's serendipitous if you understand, if you kind of get, as I said, everything coming together in perfect harmony. There it is. That's the serendipitous of it, of it all. Like so, that's fabulous. Um, I, I, I used I mean, to play the front the front bar for your occasion in Electric Dreams, and that was another. Did, uh, there was like another crowd. It, they, but that was the whole point. You could have fun with that, that crowd. You could have a lot exactly. of fun with that. Exactly. We played all the hits downstairs and we expected you to go on the B-side, but you knew that that's what it was supposed to be and you played the kind of Adam and the Ants that we couldn't get away with on the that's main right. floor and, and you got away with the kind of the... the, 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 the I wouldn't say secondary, but the songs that people love that never get played right. on the main floor. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we, we, we always call our thought ourselves, look, we'd bring back the slow set and we'd stop all of a sudden down below <laughs> on the main floor and we'd throw on three slow songs and sing along <laughs> songs. And and that kind of again, some people didn't get it, and other people just were like, "Yeah, yeah, this is it." You know, I love it. But we'll have to have you back if we go again. Will you come back and play with us? I would be only delighted. That would be great. We're getting the bands back together. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, great, great chatting to you, and good luck in the pub tomorrow night. And I will see you next time because there won't be a one-off. There's no one-off for Electric Dreams. One of the most clever ideas that anyone ever had in the club scene in Cork and I've played it a few times and Simon Murdoch played it a few times and um, Simon actually plays pop scene at the moment and I'm going to be popping in there at some stage during the summer doing a couple of nights in pop scene just to get back to the old crew and the old fun we used to have that's it for today programme edited by Imra Hay produced and researched by Fergal Barry who was no mean club DJ in his own time. Oh, yes, thank you. What have we got? Yeah. Corks 96 FM.